Welcome to today's devotion on life this side of heaven. The Word of God from Matthew chapter 27, verses 50 to 51. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. Have you ever heard the phrase, it's curtains for you? According to the folks at Grammarist, the idiom, it's curtains for you, is taken from the fact that the final stage direction in many plays is simply the word curtain, meaning it is time to draw the curtain and end the play. It's a saying that became popular in the old gangster movies. It meant that you were coming to a nasty end. You were about to be murdered, snuffed out, done away with. That's what the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law were hoping on Good Friday. After his suffering was complete, Matthew tells us that Jesus cried out, bowed his head, and died. But then he tells us, at that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The curtain was an important part of the temple and the tabernacle, which was the portable tent version that came before it in the days of Moses. It divided the two main rooms in the temple. It separated the first room, known as the holy place, from the room known as the most holy place. The temple itself was where God promised his presence, but the most holy place was the throne room itself. In the Old Testament, the Ark of the Testimony was placed in here, and the lid of the Ark was referred to as the atonement cover. So God gave careful instructions to Moses, Tell your brother Aaron not to come whenever he chooses into the most holy place behind the curtain in front of the atonement cover on the Ark, or else he will die because I appear in the cloud over the atonement cover. This beautiful curtain in the temple was huge. It was roughly 30 feet wide and 60 feet tall from top to bottom, and it served an important purpose. This wasn't a room that you or I could have ever entered if we were living at that time. Our sins disqualified us, and we would certainly die if we tried. That's what our sins do. They make it impossible for you and me to stand in the presence of our holy and perfect God. So, to borrow that earlier phrase, if you and I were to try to enter this room, it would be curtains for us. And that's why the gospel writers tell us that this took place. At the very moment that Jesus died, the curtain has been opened. In fact, it's been torn from top to bottom to let you know that it will never again be closed. When Jesus cried out, it is finished, he announced that the work of our salvation was complete. Your Savior has paid for every single one of your sins, without exception. And now, with your sins removed, we hear what this means. In Hebrews, the writer can barely contain his excitement as he announces, Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. That's an astonishing announcement. As remarkable as it sounds, you and I are now blessed to stand before God, not in fear, but in faith, not to face the grave, but to find grace, not to meet our end, but to receive mercy. The events of Good Friday did not mean curtains for Jesus. In three days, he would rise just as he had promised. And because Jesus gave his life for you and me, it's not curtains for us either. Jesus has removed our sins and our shame and our guilt, and God himself welcomes us before his throne. To quote the psalmist in Psalm 118, I will not die but live 
and will proclaim what the Lord has done. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we approach your throne of grace with confidence, knowing the fullness of your love in Jesus Christ. Comfort us always with the certain hope of eternal life. Amen. Thank you for joining us. If you're listening to us by podcast or on Alexa, we invite you to browse the resources that are available on our site at lifethissideofheaven.org. God bless you and have a great day.